Hey, welcome to Church Alive. Our mission is to reach, teach, and empower people to impact their generation for Christ. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the message. Come on, somebody. Can you stand your feet for a moment? We're about to pray. How you doing? You doing good? Come on, can we celebrate every single person that just got baptized? Can we celebrate our worship team? Does an incredible job week in and week out. Come on, do we appreciate them? And how about some love for our kids' teams? If you're a parent in here, by the way, Hazanader, I want to celebrate the Hazanader. He's been serving, leading, teaching in kids. Just been here and you've been doing an incredible job, man. So well done. Way to be. Way to be an example. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. This is our text. And uh, then we're going to get into it. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. We are kicking off a four-week series today in our church called Battles and Victories. Someone say battles and victories. We all go through battles, but God wants you victorious. We all go through battles, but God wants you victorious. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But thanks be to God who sometimes... No, always. Who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us spreads and makes evident everywhere the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of Him. Come on, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love You and praise You. I pray for every man, every woman within the sound of my voice right now, those who would even watch online. Father, breathe on these moments right now. God, help me help Your people to live the kind of life they were called to. God, get me out of the way so that you might flow through your servant into your people. Lift faith, I pray. Lift hearts, I pray. Lift minds, I pray. Break the lids and the chains off people. Come on, let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Lift the lid off my thinking that would stop me becoming who you created me to become. And a faith-filled, good-looking group of people said, Come on, give the Lord a hand one more time. As you sit down, slap your neighbor, tell them they're good-looking and people like them. The title of my talk today is The Battle of Self. The Battle of Self. Wherever you go, there you are. You can be in Hawaii, you can be in Florida Keys, you can be on the turnpike, you can be at your home, you can be, you can be in your office, you can be at the gym, wherever you go. There you are. I know it's deep. But isn't it true that the biggest challenge of your life is not someone else? The biggest challenge of your life, I don't believe, is the devil. The biggest challenge of your life, the biggest challenge of my life, it's me. If I can just get that guy straight in the mirror. As the prophet Michael Jackson said, I'm talking about the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. Woo-hoo. I do other things, but I'm not that talented. 
We're going to jump into a passage of Scripture that I think speaks to this so clearly. Someone is battling himself. Someone is battling his own selfie. Genesis chapter 4 verse 2 says this, Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. This is a kind of worship service, a church service. It's the first one ever recorded. And Abel also brought an offering fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock and the Lord looked with favor on Abel and uh, sorry and his offering but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor so Cain was very angry someone say very angry and his face was downcast and then the Lord said to Cain why are you angry and why is your face downcast in other words God speaks to him and asks him a question And it's interesting that God is actually often asking questions because questions lead us to ask ourselves, what is my motivation? Why am I doing what I'm doing? God said to Adam, where are you? God said to Cain, why are you doing it? You'll actually notice in the teachings of Jesus Christ that he is often asking a question to the questioner because it's not the question that matters, it's the motivation of the heart. Are you with me, Church Alive? What's wrong, he says. Why are you upset? Why are you stressed? Have you thought about why you stress sometimes? I was having a good day the other day. I was positive. I was enjoying life. And then I went shopping. And I noticed that my stress levels was changing. I noticed I was getting frustrated at people. I noticed that I was all of a sudden moving from calm to annoyed. And I had to ask myself, why, Anthony, are you frustrated? Why are you getting upset at people? It's not their fault. How many of you ever have gone to ShopRite? Say yes. How many of you have ever done shopping online? Say yes. Okay, you need to try it. It's of the Lord. Okay, it's the 11th commandment. Thou shalt shop online in 2019. So what used to take us an hour and a half of walking around with me and my wife and going through all the things and so forth, now she does online, she orders the thing, and I go pick it up. And then on Saturday, I had to go pick it up, gave the guy my credit card, and he was taking too long. He's taking too long. Gosh, why is he he taking so long? I'm getting a little frustrated. My girls are in the car. They're like losing their minds and so forth. How many parents can relate they just, just want beeping horns. I don't know, my four-year-old's just like, she thinks it's funny. How many of you know it's not funny? It's funny for everyone else. It's not funny for me. People think I'm, I don't know, wanting to fight them and so forth. And, um, and I was getting frustrated. And what used to take me an hour and a half now takes me six minutes. But I was frustrated by minute three. <laughs> I know you've never done this. But I have. I'm imperfect. You're perfect. And I was frustrated on the inside. What used to take me an hour and a half now takes me seven minutes, but I was frustrated by minute three. What's wrong with me? Why am I downcast? Why am I upset? I was upset because I was feeling the weight. You ever feel the weight sometimes of just life? You ever feel the weight? I was feeling the weight of 
the Joel Osteen event, actually the night of hope last night, because I was going to stand up and pray this prayer in front of people. I was feeling the weight. I was feeling the weight of today. I was feeling the weight of the talk. And so every minute this guy was taking that was longer than I wanted him to take, I was feeling the weight. You've never been there, but I've been there. God asked him such a great question. Why are you angry, Cain? What's interesting is he avoids the truth. Let me give you three thoughts today that I hope that you write down. Because internally, I judge people when they don't write it down. But I just believe that there's going to be a spot in heaven for people that write down points in church. And preachers are going to go and hug them later. If you're new, you don't have to write it down. Just write it on the person's forehead next to you. And we'll move on from there. Number one today is this. When you move towards the truth, you strengthen your life. When you and I move towards the truth, we strengthen our life. But obviously the flip side of that is when you move away from the truth, you actually weaken your life. When you move away, when I move away from the truth, it becomes the kryptonite. When I begin to gravitate away from truth instead of running to truth, it actually is the opposite effect of what we're hoping for. We're hoping for more blessing, but actually when we move away from God's truth and God's word, we actually find that we begin to break our lives against his word. But I want to tell you today that God wanted to give Cain favor. God wanted and had the best intention for Cain. God wanted to have as much favor on Cain as he did upon Abel. But I want to tell you today, it's your choice to be favored or not. Someone say, I want to be favored. Come on, say, I want to be favored. I don't, I don't believe you yet. Let's try it one more time and act like we mean it. Say, I want to be favored. Come on, somebody. This second service, you're on fire today. Here's what I've noticed. When you don't embrace the truth, you have to tell yourself a different story. Cain brings an offering to God. He's worshiping God. God wants to bless him. God says to him, this offering is inappropriate, Cain. It's not acceptable to me. Don't treat me as a leftover God. I'm a king. That's basically what, really what he's saying. But he asks him this amazing question and he says, why are you angry? Haven't you noticed? Well, let me say this first. We don't know in scripture how long between the story of Cain and Abel to when he murders him. We don't know how long it is, but let's assume that this story is at least a month or two. What I've noticed about you and me and humanity and mankind, I've noticed that if we don't run to the truth, we always have to put spin on what we say we're doing. We always have to put spin or put a different story. For instance, I can imagine the next service Cain and Abel go to, or actually just Abel goes to, and Cain all of a sudden doesn't show up. And Abel's like, where's Cain? And he calls Cain or he DMs Cain. He's like, Cain, where were you? He's like, uh, Cain, that's a lie. Cain's like, I was sick. You were sick? I saw you playing baseball in the morning. And he's like, no, 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 I was sick. And the next, the next week it's worship time, it's service time again. And for some reason, Cain doesn't show up at church again. And Abel literally graciously and lovingly is like, hey, Cain, where were you? I needed you on the drums. 
I needed you to play a piano. I needed your encouraging face in the house of God. And he literally says to him, I was busy. Was he busy or was he avoiding the truth? Come on, somebody. I'm preaching right to the back of the room right now. Was he busy or was he avoiding something? And I imagine him for a moment continuing to tell himself a certain narrative, which is, I'm busy, or I've got other things going on, or have you ever heard this one? I'm in a season right now. I feel like this is Christian's favorite terms. I'm in a season. I'm in a season of just seasons. I like seasoning, and I'm a season kind of person, okay? We just come out of summer, we go into fall, we know winter's coming, but I found that Christians love to use this phrase, I'm in a season. Cain, watch this now, was in a season of disconnection from God. But it wasn't God's fault. It was because he was running from the truth. Every time you and I run from the truth, we actually weaken ourselves and we determine sometimes this long season of disconnection between us and God. But I want you to know that God is favor, God is good, God is loving, and He wants you to step into that favor. Can I get a good amen? And I can imagine Abel, sorry, Cain, saying to himself, you know what? God always liked Abel more than me. In fact, mum and dad always liked Abel more than me. You know what? Abel is golden boy. My brother-in-law calls me golden boy. He wants to give me a t-shirt called golden boy. He thinks I'm the favorite of the family. Now I might be. I may have given more or less challenges to my mother. That, that, that might be another whole, whole story all by itself. But what was he saying? Cain begins to say, Abel is golden boy. Abel is golden boy with mom and dad. Abel is golden boy with God. I hate Cain. Sorry, I hate Abel. How come Abel's blessed and I'm not blessed? How come? And he begins to tell himself a completely different story and eventually it leads to the first murder of the Bible. How does Cain go from worshipping God to missing worship to telling himself another line, another narrative, another story? How does Cain do that? It just took time because when you avoid the truth, you always weaken your own life. Now, if you don't believe me for a second, let me ask you a question. If you're married or in a relationship today, how many of you know that lies destroy relationship? I just want to make sure that you're connecting to this. Lies destroy relationship. And so the truth is, lies actually destroy our relationship with God and people. Does that make sense? Why? Are you angry? When you move towards the truth, let me say this again, you strengthen your life. Number two today is this. Number th second thought is this. Until you stop blaming others, you can't live in victory. Don't you love blaming people? <laughs> Some of you are acting so innocent, like, oh, I've never done that before. I don't even know what that's like, Pastor. Are you sure? I like blaming other people. 
internally, like it's good. You're kind of like, that's his fault. You're like, wait a minute, that's my fault. Have you ever cut someone off in traffic? I know this side of the room hasn't, but I know you guys have. You just have that look in your eye like, (laughs) you cut someone off in traffic and it's your fault and then you're yelling at them. Unfortunately, my wife is like Holy Spirit Junior during those moments. And she's like, babe, it's actually your fault. I'm like, pick a team. Would you get on a team? Once you, once you get on the team, would you stay with the team? If you're a Giants fan, be a Giants fan. Stop jumping ship, okay? Otherwise, we're going to have to transfer some people. Until you stop blaming others, you can't live in victory. The interesting thing is the text says that Cain blames Abel. Abel had nothing to do with it. Abel is doing his own thing. Abel's actually doing the right thing. Hebrews 11 verse 6 or verse 4 says, By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commanded as, or commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks to you and to me, even though he is dead. Let me give you a line that I think can help you. The battle of self is to stop blaming and value the truth. The battle with self, the battle that you and I have, every single one of us, you are not different than anyone next to you. The battle all of us have is to stop blaming other things and to value truth. I was listening to a talk by Ravi Zachariah and he literally says, what do you do in a culture when everyone makes up their own truth? He says, what we have killed is truth. What we have put to death is truth. So if everyone makes up their own truth, you and I are in trouble. Respect everyone's beliefs, respect everyone's opinions, but you got to understand you and I are not the author of truth. We discover truth. We hear truth. God is the essence of love and truth, and we discover God. Let me say this, Cain feels angry. Cain feels angry. Cain feels downcast. Cain is upset. Cain is not his feelings. You and me, we are not our feelings. Just because you feel it doesn't make it true. Hear me on this. Cain is having all the wrong feelings for all the wrong reasons and they feel true. You've got to to feel this in your mind and feel this in your heart. Cain is having all the wrong feelings because he avoided truth for all the wrong reasons because he's avoiding God and they feel true. Now he feels like he's not golden boy. Abel's golden boy. He feels like there's no favor on his life, but God is trying to give him favor. He feels like he's not blessed. And then the Bible says, jealousy and envy sit in his heart so long like a soup. And they just marinate there in the heart of mankind. And literally anger, bitterness, resentment, blame everyone else except himself. And it's this soup in his heart. And what pops out of that soup is a thing called murder. Sometimes as people, we look at humanity and we say, where was God when? It's actually an incredible question because in the first murder of the 
recorded history of mankind, God is trying to stop Cain from murdering his own brother. And people are like, where was God? And he says, in my sovereignty, I have given you sovereignty. In my sovereignty, I have given you free choice to choose right, to choose wrong, to choose truth or to blame other people. In my sovereignty, I have given you that choice to actually choose peace and forgiveness and love and goodness. In my sovereignty, in my goodness, I have given you that right to choose. How many of you know that you don't want to marry a robot? You want your wife to choose to love you and you to choose to love her. And God is the same. I don't force my kids to love them. Sorry, I don't force my kids to love me. I just love them a lot and then they reciprocate. Are you with me? Cain's having all the wrong feelings for all the wrong reasons and they feel true. Stepped into Starbucks recently and on the wall, Lady Gaga was quoted. If a celebrity says it, it's true. She said this, don't let anyone tell you, you can't be exactly who you are. Let me tell you what I think would be a better instruction. Don't let anyone tell you who you are, except your father in heaven who created you and made you. Cain feels jealous, but he only becomes jealous and becomes a murderer because he keeps not dealing with the truth. And God says to him, where are you, Cain? And why are you angry? Can I say this? Strong feelings. Strong feelings don't even make them legitimate. Because many men and many women are sitting in a prison today because of strong feelings. But that wasn't what they were meant to do. That was not what they were meant to be. They were never meant to be criminals. They were never meant to be murderers. They were never meant to be rapists. But if you continue to give in to your feelings, you'll be surprised where your feelings will take you. I don't feel like going to work. Well, you're not going to have a job. I don't feel like forgiving you. Well, you're going to become a bitter person. I don't feel like being on time. Well, you can't be a leader. Trying to help someone. I feel like tacos. I feel, I feel like ice cream a lot. Like I just, whoo, can't listen to every feeling. I'll be 575 pounds if I listen to every feeling, you know what I'm saying? My, song's been, my son's been listening to this song recently by NF. It's called The Search. And he said something so powerful. He says this. He says, see, we've all got something that we've uh, sorry, trapped inside that we try to suffocate, you know, hoping it dies. Trying to hold it underwater, but it always survives. Then it comes up out of nowhere like an evil surprise. Then it hovers over you to tell you a millions of lies. You, you don't relate to that. Must not be as crazy as I. The point I'm making is the mind is a powerful place. And what you feed it can affect you in a powerful way. That'll preach. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Cain became what he thought about because he wouldn't come back to the truth. Cain became what he thought about. If I keep thinking depressed thoughts, I eventually get there. 
If I keep thinking jealous thoughts, you'll get there. If you keep thinking lustful thoughts, you'll get there. Your thoughts are leading your life. But God says, no, 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 come back to my truth. Come back who you're meant to be. I've told this story before, but I think it's so, so relevant. I was driving my car. I was taking my daughter to kindergarten or pre-car. I can't remember which one. And she says to me, ask me this great question. She was like, daddy. And she said it with attitude. She was like, daddy, who am I? I was like, well, it was 8.20, 8.30 in the morning. I was like, oh, I wasn't sure. I was so ready for this deep discussion of theology. Kids ask better questions than adults. I've just noticed that over time. She literally says, Daddy, who am I? I looked in the mirror. I was like, Shelly, you're my princess. You're my Shelly Bell. She goes, but I scratch people. <laughs> and I was like, well, stop scratching people. Because you'll become a scratcher. <laughs> I didn't really say that. I was like, well, baby, stop scratching people. Because that's not nice. But I realized all of a sudden in that quick moment, she was asking her father, who am I? Am I what I do? Am I my feelings? I scratch people. Stop it. Or you're going to get smacked. If you don't believe in that, you're going to get time out. Who am I? And if you don't ask the right person, who are you? If I don't ask the right person, who am I? I'll allow everyone else to begin to dictate what I'm meant to be. I'll allow that wrong voice to begin to tell me you're a loser. I'll begin that wrong voice to tell me you'll never be this. You'll never be that. You'll never be this. But if I let my father speak wisdom over me, if I let my father speak life over me, if I let my father speak favor and goodness and grace over my life, guess what? I can become all. All that he wants me to come. All that he wants me to become. And that's not just me, that's you. Who's lying over you? Who's telling you you can't? Who's telling you you could never stop doing that thing? Who's telling you that? Culture? Culture's lost its brain. <sighs> Discover your truth. There's no such thing as your truth. <laughs> There's only his truth. Cain's truth was he'd lost favor. Cain's truth was he was angry. Cain's truth was he wasn't golden boy anymore. But that wasn't what God had for him. And when you answer that question, who are you? Do you determine it? Do I determine it? Or does my father who formed me in the womb, does he determine it? God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, he says, I knew you. Before you were born, he says, I set you apart. He says, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Come on, give the Lord a hand. The 
Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 10. It says, but we do not belong to those who shrink back. It says, and I destroy, but it says, but to those who have faith and are saved. And I just want to speak a word over some people that maybe you've never had people encourage you, never had people tell you that you can be all that God has called you to be. I want to prophesy over you that you are not going to be a Cain. You'll be an Abel. You are not going to be weak. You are going to be a champion. I want to declare and speak over every man, every woman, every family represented that you don't have to continue to do what your parents did, but you can rise and be all that God's called you to be. You don't have to be who your friend circle is. No, you can be different. God has made you unique to you, but God is calling some people in this place. And he says, listen, lose Cain, run to truth, and you'll become an Abel in your generation. Can I get a good amen? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, it says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. But he doesn't force us. We have to be leadable. Psalm 27 verse 1. Can I have the worship team to come back? I've got to wrap up this service. The Lord is my light. It says, and my salvation. It says, whom shall I fear? It says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? King David wrote this. He says, the Lord is my light. And then he says, it's my salvation. And then he says, he became the stronghold of my life. All of you, when you leave this service at one point of the game, you'll go back to your home and your home is like a stronghold. But before you have a stronghold, before you have a place to go back to, guess what? You need a key to get in that house. And that key is actually the first line, which is the Lord is my light. See, when God shines His light towards you, you actually get stronger as you move towards it. What was He doing to Cain? Why are you angry? And if He ran towards the light, which was the Word, He would have got stronger. But he didn't and he paid the price. I want to tell someone today, God in heaven, the Father, He loves you. That's light, move towards it. God has a plan for your life, move towards it. God is good, move towards it. Don't run from God, run to God. He's not against you, He is for you. Can I get a good amen, church alive? John chapter one, verse four says, in Him was life and that light, was the light of all mankind. Some say all. I've looked in the I've looked in the Greek. You know what all means in the Greek? All. That's for a theologian in the house. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Lord is my light. Do you know what he could have said to Cain? I want to favor you, Cain. I want to pour out blessing on you. I want to pour out my grace upon your life. I want my continual, constant favor over your life. But do you know the truth is that every time you take responsibility for your own thought life, words and actions, you actually get stronger. Let me give you my last point and then I'll try close. Number three today is this. We get victory when we accept the truth and take responsibility. We get victory when we accept the truth and we take responsibility. Let me ask you a question. How do we get strong? How do you get strong? Step into the light. 
Step into responsibility. How do you get strong? I mean, let's just break it down very clearly for a second. How do you get strong in your finances? You take responsibility where you are instead of blaming everything else and you begin to move forward. How do you take responsibility for your health where you say where you are, but you don't lose sight of what you want to be? How do you take responsibility in your relationships? You define where it is and how to get healthier. And your spiritual condition is no different than that. How do you take responsibility for your spiritual life? You define where it is. And you say, God, I want to go where you want me to go. I want to go where you want me to go. All across this place. Would you close your eyes with me? I want to tell you today, your feelings are not what defines you unless you let them. I'm going to ask every single person in this place to pray a simple prayer and that prayer is going to lead you back to a person I'm not here to condemn you Jesus does not want to condemn you Jesus wants to give you life the Bible says whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved forgiven set free a son of the living God Jesus loves you he died on the cross for you he rose from the dead if it was just you he had to die for he would have died for you your father if you've disconnected from God he's actually been looking for you some of you are here today for the first time or the hundredth time you might have religion but do you have life do you have light he's not interested in religion with you he's interested in a authentic relationship with his father all across this place if you feel like today if you don't know where you where you'd uh, where you'd spend eternity if you were literally to slip from this life to the next this week jesus wants to forgive you jesus wants to settle that in your own heart and your own spirit so all across this place I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to ask you to pray it with me. And then I'm going to ask those people that really meant business with God saying, Anthony, I'm either receiving Christ for the very first time or I feel like I'm far away. I'm not even sure I'm a Christian. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand too and just say, yep, I'm coming back to God today. And there's going to be many, many people that do that all across this place. So can we pray this prayer together? Say, Jesus, today I put my faith in you. I repent of my sins. I turn to you. I ask you to fill my heart, fill my mind. Thank you that I am now a child of the Most High God. Heaven is my home. The house of God is my house. The Holy Spirit lives in me. The Bible is my map. The people of God are my people. And I will fulfill my purpose in my generation. Well, eyes are closed all across this place. I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand if you meant business with God. One, two, three. Quickly, raise your hand and raise it up high all across this place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Raise up long enough for me to see it. Raise up long enough for me to see it. All across this place, hands are going up. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. And thank you. That little one over there, that's awesome. Thank you, that guy in the back over there. And that one and that one and that one. That's awesome. Another little one over there. That's so good. Come on, can we put our hands together for those people that said yes to Christ? Can we stand to our feet, Church Alive? I want us to do something real quick so we leave this place with faith and victory. I'm going to ask you to declare something today. It's a truth that may not resonate 
yet with you or feel like it's yet part of you, but I want you to exercise faith in this moment just to believe that God's favor, God's grace, you are moving into it. You're not going to be like Cain. You're going to be like Abel. Can I get a good amen? I want us to say together, my past is behind me. My future is in front of me. Favor is available. Blessing is available. I run to the truth, not away from it. I don't run from God. I run to God. He is always good. I refuse to blame others for what I am responsible for. My feelings don't define the truth. They are a result of my heart. I declare today, God is for me. His word is for me. His truth is for me. His grace is for me. It is for my family. It is for my generation. I declare I am a difference maker wherever I go. And I declare I will become all that God has destined for me to become. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand. If you want to hear more empowering messages and learn more about Church Alive, make sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at churchalive.tv. We hope to see you this weekend. Have a great week.